Hello, and welcome to Cornerstone's Middle School Ministry Podcast. This message, given by Colton Moore, is called The Road Less Traveled. It is the first of two messages in our Road to Resurrection series leading up to Easter. Okay, so the road less traveled, what do I mean by that? Who who wants to take a a guess? Just shout out something. Bananas. Okay, sure. What do you think, Nicole? What do you think, Nicole? You take it back. Okay, don't worry. The War of 1812 was in the year what? Good for you. Everyone give a round of applause to Nicole. All right, what do, you, what do you think back there, sir? All right, what do, you, what do you think? You had your hand up. Okay, yeah, less traveled. And who takes roads? People. Okay, so we can refer the road less traveled is the road that nobody wants to take, nobody takes, right? It's not the most popular route. That's very philosophical. You should be a philosopher when you're older. Because that was like deep and spiritual and everything. My answer, you kind of just taught my answer, to be honest. But okay, let's say that too. All right, so the road that's traveled, this is obviously a path that is the one that less people take. It's as simple as that. And so let's, um, and for your first thing on your notes there, I want you to fill in the road that's traveled is just a fancy way of not taking the easy way out. The first slot, you're feeling there easy. That's the first word to put in there. It's not taking the easy way out. It's taking the path that's harder to take. It's harder to choose because no one's on it with us. And it seems like no one's on there with us, but later we'll find out there is someone with us. But it's the one that's not as popular for us to take. It's not the easy way. It's the decisions that are sometimes hard to make, but ultimately they're the ones that are the best choices for us, the ones that God has in store for us. And Jesus had to make a choice like this. Jesus was um, offered a dilemma and a problem. And let's, let's read about that choice he had. I have it up there for you guys, so if you want to mind following along with me. It says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Okay, who's never eaten, like, at least one meal? Like, let's say you missed out lunch, right? Who's ever done that? How hungry are you by the time you get to dinner? I'm starving. Like, my stomach's like, oh, feed me. Like, my stomach is freaking out because I'm so hungry. I can't imagine not eating for 40 days and 40 nights straight. Like, I don't recommend you do that because you're not strong enough to do it. Jesus was strong enough to do it because he's powered by the Holy Spirit. Me, I'm like, God, it's been one day. Like, can I please just have some animal crackers or something? Like, some, something to get me over from this, God. But so he was fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. The tempter came to him. Who's the tempter? Satan, the devil, good for you guys. So the tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. I like that, if. He's challenging him. I don't, I don't think you're the son of God. Prove it. That's what he's saying. He's saying it's an attack on his identity. If you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. He's saying you have the power to feed yourself right now. I mean, I, you can totally turn these stones into bread. But, but what does Jesus say? He answered back, it is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. See what happened here? And your second, second slot, feeling tempted. Jesus was tempted by Satan. And what does he do? Well, he fights back quoting scripture from God. So how important is it to know the word of God? 
because we use it to fight back against the lies that are being fed to us. He actually quotes from the book of Deuteronomy. And no, this is not a book about a bunch of dudes coming together to study stuff. It's not dudes-eronomy. It's deuteronomy. There's a T in there, okay? You wouldn't spell it D-O-O-D. It's D-E-U, okay? So it's not the book of dudes, all right? Because I thought, I thought, I was like, oh, the book of dudes? I'm going to read this one. It's way different than you think, okay? But he actually quotes from the book of Deuteronomy. And if you didn't learn this in 40 Days in the Word, we use the truth of Scripture to fight back against Satan lies. But, uh, of course, to know the stuff to fight back, we actually have to read it and learn it. Pretty good, uh, pretty good idea. But let's, let's move on. So he just, he just answered back, uh, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So what does Satan do? Well, then the devil took him to the holy city, and he had him stand on the highest point of the temple. This is like, think maybe like the tallest building you've ever seen and going like halfway up it, okay? So he says, if you are the son of God, he challenges his identity again. Prove it. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written. Uh-oh. He will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so you will not strike your foot against a stone. Do you know Satan knows scripture better than you do? That's a scary thought, huh? That's a very scary thought. Satan knows scripture better than we do. And he'll use it to try to mislead us. So he tries to fool Jesus. And what does Jesus answer him? It is also written. Oh, he knows more than one verse. Okay. I know John 3.16, but you got to know more than that. Jesus answered, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Boom. Fights back. In your, uh, in your third slot in your notes, uh, Jesus or Satan tried to use Jesus' own scripture against. Fill in against for, your, for that blank right there. He tries to use his own scripture against them. And Satan knows it better than we do. And as if we really didn't have enough reason to learn God's word, that should be another reason why we should be in the word every day too. Because Satan will use it to try to, try to uh, confuse us. Okay, so he answers back. It's also written, do not put the Lord of God to the test. So Satan tries one more time, and let's see what he tries to do now. So again, the devil took him to a very high mountain, and showed him all the kingdoms of this world and their splendor. So imagine going to the top of Empire State Building and seeing like the entire world, right? So he takes him up and he says, look at all of this. And he looks out to all the kingdoms of the earth. And he says, "Um, all of this I will give to you, he said, if you bow down and worship me. So he takes him up and he says, I'm going to give you all the kingdoms of the world. All you got to do is just bow down and admit that I'm better than you, and, and, and worship me. And Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. So what do we have here? So Jesus is being tempted by Satan himself in the desert. He's been fasting for 40 days. He's trying to get him to crack and to fall. He's trying to challenge his identity. And Satan tempted Jesus three times in your slots. Number three, or you can write it out everyone you fancy. But Satan tempted Jesus three times. I want you to remember that. Because it took Jesus, who was way stronger than us, it took Jesus three times before Satan left him alone. Okay, and because three times, I want you to remember that, I have an illustration for you. So I need one volunteer to nicely raise their hand and not scream out. Let's see. Um, You can come up. Because you're wearing green today and you thought ahead of Thought ahead of the game. What's your name so everyone can hear? Uh, Alex. Alex. Everyone give Alex a round of applause for being courageous here. 
Now, all of you guys, I need you to make a promise to me, okay? I'm going to give you three pieces of candy, okay? But I want you to look at me, and before we give them out, say, Colton, I will not eat this candy until you tell me. I'm going to hold you to that. You just made a promise to me. If you break that, I might start crying, okay? So I'm going to wait here. Ashley, can I have three pieces too? Okay. So while you guys are giving out your candy, I'm going to explain to you here, this is your candy, okay? Whatever happens here, you get to keep your candy, all right? So whatever happens, you're going to keep all your candy, all right? And just stay put up here until uh, I tell you when. And then when you get your candy, just kind of slip your hand up so I can see everyone has their candy, so I can see it in your hands. Hold it. Bear with me. It's going to take a little bit to give out. There's so many of you guys here today. You can't? No, you cannot eat it. Who just asked me that? Oh, I don't know. I just heard your voice. You cannot eat it. I just, you just looked at me and said, I will not eat this candy. All right. What? I don't know. You'll have to find out. I did just say it was three times, and you guys are getting three pieces of candy. Kind of symbolic, but you'll see. All right. Who doesn't have candy? Raise your hand. I think they're lying to me. I saw them give it to you. You're lying in church? How dare you, sir? Okay, everyone has three pieces, yeah? Okay, so you cannot eat that candy unless you pass the test I have to give to you. Okay? So we're going we're gonna to do the if you've ever test. So here's how it's going to work. I'm going to, yeah, no lying, okay? Because I'll set you up for a trap if you're lying. So you have three pieces. I'm going to say if you've ever done this, if you've ever done it, I want you to gently just toss your candy behind you, out of your hands, and you can't catch it, the guys behind you. Or just put it on the ground, okay? Does it make sense? Nod your head if that makes sense. Okay, so... Get rid of one piece of candy if you've ever stolen something before. Okay? We're not going to judge you. It's okay. I, if I had some too, I've stolen stuff before. I stole a tape measure. It was 99 cents. I felt terrible about it. Okay? So how many people have two? Raise your hand. Two left. Okay, good for you guys. Okay. Now get rid of your second piece of candy if you've ever cheated on a test even once, even peeked at one answer. Get rid of one of your pieces of candy. Okay? Now, how many of you have one piece of candy left? Okay? Let's keep moving. How about get rid of your last piece of candy if you've ever yelled at one of your parents or your teachers? Okay? Keep all your candy. Yeah, keep all right, you got all your candy? All right. Who has one left? Raise your hand. Okay? Good for you guys. Okay? Get rid of one of your pieces if you've ever said something mean behind someone's back. Oh, uh, okay. I would throw one. T- I'm guilty of all of these, just so you guys know. I just don't have any candy, okay? Who has, who has candy left? Wow. You guys, okay. Yeah. How about this? Get rid of your candies if you ever told a lie. Everyone in here, get rid of your candy, especially you guys that were lying about not doing the other stuff. Are you guys there? Okay, who has candy left? I think you guys are lying. Who, who, who has one piece left? Who has one piece left? Okay. Get rid of your last piece of candy if you ever knew the right thing to do but didn't do it. Everyone, come on, get rid of your candy. You ever knew the right thing to do but you didn't do it. 
You're like, there's, there's someone, how about this? Someone was sitting at a table and you said, that guy looks really lonely, I should go sit with him. But you sat with your friends instead. Get rid of that? Oh my gosh, okay. Get rid of the last piece of candy if you ever had a mean thought about someone or something. You guys are so lying to me right now. Do me a favor and get rid of candy for being liars. Okay, so no one should have candy left, right? Okay, so here's the thing. Remind us of your name again, I'm sorry. Alex. Alex, I remember that. I'm sorry, Alex. There's so many people here. Okay, now I want you guys to have that candy. I really do. That was my intention. I wanted to give you guys this candy. I'm not lying. From the depth of my heart, I wanted to give you guys that candy. But I couldn't because you guys weren't worthy enough to have this candy. I'm not worthy enough either. But Alex, you have a choice here, okay? You have the ability to give everybody in this room their candy back, okay? You could make all their candy come back if you wanted. It's your choice. But here's the thing. You can keep your candy. I'm going to give this to you, okay? Keep your candy. I'm going to give you everyone else's candy, and you're going to have all of their candy, okay? But first of all, before you get it, I'm going to melt it. I'm going to leave it out in the sun for a few hours, let it melt. But you can still have it once it's melted, okay? You can try to freeze it, try to recover it. But that's your first option, okay? You can keep your candy whole, and I'll give you all their melted chocolate. Or what you can do is you can choose to give every single one of these kids their candy back, but you have to give me yours, and you have none. Those are your options. You want to give it back? Give him a round of applause. He just gave you guys your candy back. Alex, you're going to have a seat. Thank you. Okay, you guys will get your candy after service, okay? You guys will get your three pieces after leaders. Make sure that they, these guys get their... <laughs> yeah, I love you, Alex. Yeah, thank you. We get candy now. And so if you guys didn't notice what that represented, that was the choice that Jesus was given by Satan. And here was, here was his choice. Satan said to Jesus, hey, I'm going to give you all of this. Okay, you're going to be the son of God. You're going to have your candy. And I will give you all the kingdom's worth of candy. But it's going to melt. And it's going to disappear after time, after a while. It's going to melt. It's going to disappear. Or you can give up everything that you have and go through terrible pain and suffering so everybody can have their candy back. That was the choice that Jesus had to make. Now, Alex, great job to you for making the right choice on that one. But it could have gone either way. You could have kept your candy, and no one else would have had any other candy. But good for you for making that choice, okay? So thank you for doing that. Everyone's like, thank you. Yes, Alex, I love you so much. But those are his two options, okay? So one was the easy way out. I get all this candy. Right? I get to keep mine. I get to be the son of God. I get to keep all this candy. It's going to be rad. Yeah, it might melt away, but I can kind of put it in the freezer and it'll be good. Or that was the easy way, or there was the hard way, the road less traveled. That's the one Jesus took. On your notes, on the next line that's blank, uh, fill in a holy of that blank. Put in a holy there. Because what Jesus took is the road less traveled, and that path, now, Alex, thank you for choosing candy. That was kind of, a, kind of an easier choice than having to lay down your life for these people, right? I mean, if I said, hey, you're going to have to die a brutal death for these people to have their candy back, uh, stakes went up a lot, right? But, oh, I'll just, I'll just give them my candy. It's not a big deal. But that's the choice Jesus made. And it was hard. And you know what? None of us 
I guarantee you, and if you think that you can make this choice, you're kidding yourself, and you're going to have to get rid of candy again because you're lying. We are not holy enough, perfect enough, strong enough, nowhere near close enough to Jesus to make the choice that he did. That's why he came down. See, because as human beings, we're obligated to pay the debt that we owed God. We're obligated to pay that debt, but we don't have enough in us. We're not perfect and holy enough to pay that debt. So he, mankind has to pay this debt, but we can't afford to. We don't have enough. We've fallen too far. But God has the ability to pay this, but it's not his responsibility. It's not his obligation. So what does he do? He comes down as all God and all man, someone who is able to take away the sin and someone who's obligated to pay the sin, and he pays it for us, and he makes the choice. The choice that was... Um, Hard, that none of us could have made. He took the path that led to suffering. He gave up everything so we could be restored back to the kingdom of God or we can have our candy back. But Alex, uh, just so you know, Jesus uh, was resurrected again and now he sits at the right hand of God. So because of that, I'm going to reward you and you're going to have your candy back too. Who gave him your other piece? Oh, you're such a good person. Thank you for that. So now you get four. Good for you, Alex. So Jesus is now seated at the hand of God, and Jesus is victorious. So now because of your humble and awesome choice, you're going to be victorious and have your candy back too. And now everyone wins. So you get candy and they get candy. Woo, candy, yeah. You guys are going to be amped for your parents. But see, Jesus knew that all his candy and all the kingdoms of the world, he knew that was going to fade away. He knew it was going to pass away. Because the things in this world, they don't last forever. They don't. Our bodies, they're going to suffer. They're going to die. They're going to rot. Hate to break it to you. You're going to get old one day. Not me. I'm like Benjamin Button. I age. I'm just kidding. That's, that's a lie. I'm, here, get rid, of my, get rid of my candy here. I don't want that. So, but I'm just kidding. But the things of this world, they're going to pass away. They're going to be no more. And Jesus knew that. So he said, you know what? I'm going to make this hard choice. And he also knew that God, his father, he knew that God wanted all of you. God wants for all of you to be saved. Do you know that? God wants for all of you to enter into eternal life into the kingdom of God. He wants that. He does. And Jesus knew that. And he knew how much it meant to his father. So he decided to make that choice for us. And that was the will of God, if you would say. The will of God is for us to be saved. And Jesus knew that. And he knew it would cost him something and it would cost him a lot, everything he had. And so he intended, God intended for us to have candy, right? Like I said, it was my intention for you guys to have candy. That was how it was in the Garden of Eden. God intended for us to live in the kingdom of God, but because of our sin and our trespasses and all our failures that we had, we had to throw our candy. We weren't righteous enough to enter the kingdom of God. Thanks to Jesus, we now are. And so we all get our candy back because of Jesus. And so I love this story of Jesus, and I love this road to resurrection because it's messy, and it's not what we expected, to be honest. You read a superhero story or a movie, and the guy, like, he's really strong, he's really powerful. He gets his butt kicked the first battle, but the second battle he comes back, and he, like, wins and totally, like, demolishes the bad guy and everything. That's a Hollywood story. This, this story of Jesus' death and resurrection is not what we expected. See, it's messy, and it's when Jesus comes into Jerusalem, they expect a king to come in with an army and a horse, and he rides in on a humble donkey. 
And they expect this king to come with a kingdom, and they're going to restore Israel and get rid of the Romans' rule. But what happens? He lays down his life, dies on the cross, was put in a tomb, but three days later, he was victorious. And it's not the victory we thought, but it's the victory that happened, and it's an awesome story that Hollywood couldn't write. On your last line, the first part of the road to resurrection is choosing the right path to take. Is choosing the right path to take. Jesus, on his road to resurrection, had to make a choice. The easy way or the hard way that no one else besides me is able to take. And he chose the right path. And this is the path, like I said, that we were not able to take ourselves. And this is the path that God calls us to live now. The path of surrendering our lives down to him, serving others, and it's hard. It's really hard, but we're not on it alone. We share the same path that Jesus walked. So we're going to go into our prayer groups. But before we go into our prayer groups, this is the question I want you guys to think about, I want you to pray about. It's kind of a two-part question. When in your life have you ever chosen what you wanted to do instead of what you knew God wanted you to do? For example, went to Stanford University, visit my friend Oscar, love him to death, went up there, heavy spiritual warfare. I'm up there, I've, all these people, I'm being persecuted by, they're being persecuted by these people for being a Christ follower. What does the Holy Spirit tell me to do? I go into the lobby where everyone's hanging out, read my Bible, start preaching to people to ask me questions. What did I do? I was too scared to do it. I didn't do it. I quenched the spirit. I didn't listen to him. And that was the moment where I knew God wanted me to do that, but I chose to take the easy way out. The road that was easier, that didn't make me look or embarrass me or anything. So that's the question. When in your life have you ever chosen what you wanted to do when you knew what God wanted you to do? Let's pray real quick before we go. Would you guys bow your heads with me? Holy Spirit, I pray that you would um, reveal and be present in this room to us, God, and that we would open our hearts to your convictions and everything you have for us to teach us in our prayer groups. God, I pray that um, as we dive in into group time and as we are praying to you, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would illuminate in our hearts, God, the times when we knew what you wanted us to do, but we chose the easy way because it was convenient, because we were scared, because we were afraid of being embarrassed or persecuted, God. I pray you would reveal that to us and that we would learn what it takes to follow on the road less traveled with you.